how much should you be charging for your online courses? That's the question. Do you charge low so you can get lots of customers? And what is low, actually? Do you charge a premium so that you're worth your time and you have the respect in your space and you don't have to appeal to bottom feeders? Well, what is high? And how high can you go with an online course, especially in this world where there's so much content available for free? These are real questions that many of my students are asking. I ask them myself all the time. So I'm gonna to try to give you my best possible answer to the question, how much should you charge for your online course? Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 93 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, you guessed it, Graham Cochran. Happy to be here with you today. And thanks for listening. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I appreciate you having me in your ear. And thanks for watching if you're here on YouTube. Uh, means a ton. I know your time is valuable, so I never want to waste it. I just want to give you the goods. And we're going to talk about a very practical question today. If you're into online courses, whether you're about to launch your first online course, you have some online courses, but you're feeling some question marks on your pricing, totally get it. Who do you ask? Who do you talk to about this stuff? That's what we're here for is to help each other. And uh, I'm going to do my best to answer that question for you, give you a framework to map out exact pricing for you so you can take it and run with it. Before we jump in, I want to point you to my passive income workshop. If you want to launch this year, this is a great training. If you haven't launched your online business, it walks you through the four steps to building $1,000 a month, your first $1,000 a month of passive income in just 30 minutes a day. It's super didactic. It's going to walk you through the four components you need. It's going to walk you through how to automate that business, how to validate your idea. If you don't even know if you have a good idea or a profitable idea, it's going to give you everything you need to get started. And it'll clear, I think, a lot of the confusion out. There's no fluff here. It's just, here's the truth. Here's how it works. Here's some exact scripts and templates you can just kind of copy and implement in your own business. I think it's really going to empower you. A lot of my students have gone through it and have made great success with it, have launched entire businesses off of this free training, some of my best material. So go check it out if you haven't already. It's at grahamcochran.com slash workshop. grahamcochran.com slash workshop. I'm gonna link to it below here if you're watching on YouTube, and I want you to have that resource at your disposal. Okay, so when it comes to pricing, I think we have a lot of insecurities, so we're afraid of charging too high or too low. Um, I have students in my my six-figure coaching community, my membership, where we're talking about this a lot, like, hey, I, I think I should charge this amount. Is that too high, is that too low? And so I think the question comes from, I'm afraid that I'm either going to sell myself short, so it's just too cheap, and I'm not making as much as I could, or I'm going to price people out and no one's gonna buy, which is gonna make me feel bad, and then the people who need it aren't gonna get it, or they're gonna be like, Psh, what's this guy thinking? He's just charging way too much. So it's either a fear of rejection, or a fear of not making enough money, or a combination of both. 
uh, it's this is hard because this is not something that we we have a lot of clear data on, and it's always in flux. And and the, I think the whole knowledge commerce space that we're in, this information product space, e-learning, online courses, whatever you want to call it, is in flux. So ultimately, this is my only preface I'll make. Ultimately, you have to decide right what you're going to charge for your course and courses. And I will say this you're going to have different courses that are potentially at different price points as well. In fact, I think it's wise to have a whole product suite, to think of your whole product offering and have different things at different price points. So we're not really, when we're asking how much should I charge, this really shouldn't be a one-time decision for one product. You really almost have to make this decision over the course of your product suite and see, do you have a, a suite, a line of products that serves your target market well at different price points, whether it's because they have different budgets or because they offer different things and there's sort of a ladder of value that they can progress up with you. That can make sense too. A lot of caveats. I'll get into some of those notes at the end, but let me walk you through the pricing framework uh, and this will be super helpful for you. Uh, and I'm actually going to start by telling you two of my courses. Um, well, I'll walk you through some different price points. My very first course that I ever launched back in 2010 was called Pro Tools Bootcamp. Uh, it was later renamed Rethink Pro Tools. I had a little bit of a potential trademark infringement with actually a guy who became my friend. It's kind of funny. But it was originally called Pro Tools Bootcamp. It was a tutorial piece of uh, content as a training on a specific piece of software that we use in the recording studio called Pro Tools. It's kind of like the Photoshop of the music world. And it taught you how to use that piece of software. I launched this course for $45 when it first came out. That was the very first course I ever launched. And the the way I landed on that price was at the time, there was uh, some, some competitors that were doing online courses and they had courses on the same software, Pro Tools, and they were charging $19 for a course of similar size. And I thought, well, A, that's ridiculously low. I can buy a book on Pro Tools for $19. And a course will be way better than a book because I can see and hear what you're doing, right? So why would a course cost the same as a book? It's just way too cheap. That was just the way my brain thought. And two, I thought I had a better course than them. I thought their course was dry. I thought the, the instructors were boring. They sounded like college professors. And that's not what my course was going to be. My course was going to be me virtually sitting next to you in the studio. We're having a cup of coffee and I'm showing you the software. I'm pointing it out. I'm letting you click through. I'm, I'm walking you through this for three to four hours side by side like a friend. Like I actually did when I would train my musician friends how to use the software. And I thought inherently that had value. It wasn't just the information. It was that me explaining it to you in this way has inherent value. So I more than doubled the price. I said, sure, 45, let's go. That's how I made my first decision. And a little lesson there is just make up a price and go for it. Like, don't wait for permission. Don't even wait for me to tell you how much to charge. Like, you can't screw this up. You really can't. I've changed the price on that course multiple times. And it almost didn't matter because I needed to just launch. You know, I had no help I had no resources. I didn't even know what I was launching was called an online course. I just knew that I was selling some videos in a zip file, videos that were too long or too big to be uploaded to YouTube at the time. So I had no way to price that, but I just felt like, dude, $45 is a steal for what I'm teaching you. So that's how I justified it. So there was some lesson there. So that was my very first course uh, over 11 years ago, which is insane. 
One of my best sellers for the recording revolution, my first business, was a course called Rethink Mixing. And it sold for $97. And that little course has made me over $1 million. What? Sorry, I, I literally sounded like, uh, what's his name? Austin Powers, the bad guy. $1 million. That's what it, that's what it, sorry. Anyway, side note. And so that little course, which again, when I launched it, I was just hoping to sell a few copies, had an awful launch. Like when people talk about launches, oh, I had a six-figure launch or a five-figure launch. I made $50,000 in a launch. I maybe sold 10 copies, maybe. No launch to write home about. Didn't matter. I'm not into launches. I'm into assets that I create that are perennial bestsellers that put money in my pocket every day. And that little $97 course, Rethink Mixing, became a $1 million course for me. Not all at once, but over the course of seven years till I replaced it with a newer and better course. So to make $1 million in seven years off of one course that I just launched and then moved on with my life, that I mean, that's pretty cool. That's why we're in this space. So that's give you some you know context for, for that course. That was a really, really big seller for me. But what I want to do is jump to Tim Ferriss because he has a great quote in his book, The 4-Hour Workweek. Whether you like that book or not, I, I agree with this statement when he's talking about products and, and, and how much should you charge for the, the products that he's coming up with in that. These aren't courses necessarily, but he makes a statement that I found to be true. He says, quote, I have found that a price range of $50 to $200 per sale provides the most profit for the least customer service hassle. Price high and then justify. Those are his words. What I think is interesting about his range there of $50 to $200, excuse me, is that I have found that to be a beautiful sweet spot for online courses. I'm sure it's true for almost anything because it's it's expensive enough that you're going to only attract good customers. If you play in the $20 course price range, the $15 course price range, the $30 course price range, you're going to attract $15, $20, $30 people. And I don't mean to just lump people in a category because I hate sort of like groupthink and saying anybody who does this is always this way. But anecdotally, from my experience, when I had, because I did used to have some mini courses that I launched for $17, those were the people that complained the most, wanted refunds the most, and never took action. But I found when you got people over the $50 hump, those people refund less, complain less, take action more. So I think. His whole point is the higher you price, the better quality customer you get. But if you go too high, it's hard for people to afford. So he is saying between $50 and $200 is like a sweet spot where it's high enough that you're going to attract quality people who realize, oh, I spent 100 bucks, I spent 50 bucks, I spent 200 bucks. I'm going to take this seriously. But 50 to 200 bucks, you don't really have to sit down and usually consult with your spouse or really look through your budget to see if you can afford it. We buy stuff in the 50 to $200 range all the time with little thought. So it's still quick on the draw. I think you can make a lot of sales because people say, that, that looks good. I want that. I'm going to buy it. I'm pretty sure I can afford it, right? So I think there's some wisdom there to having that sweet spot. So keeping that in mind, here's my pricing framework for online courses. And then I have a couple of notes for you that I think might be helpful to round this out. Very simple. Mini courses. And, I, and I've talked about mini courses before, but I define a mini course as two to three hours of content max, sometimes less than two hours. This is really short, um, 
very focused on one specific thing. It's not all encompassing. You're teaching one specific little thing um, and, and you're zeroing in on it. So it's real brief to the point. I uh, might have you know one downloadable worksheet for the whole mini course for action steps because it's again, not very long, um, but it gets people a quick win. It gets them to take action. And it's again about a niche topic, maybe within your topic. Typically, these should sell for 47 to 97. That's a great range, right? Most mini courses are gonna be in that 47 price range. You can sell those all day long. Depending on the subject matter, and we'll get into this in a second, you could charge up to $97 for a mini course uh, and they'll crush. Because it's so specific, people know exactly what they're gonna learn. They're not overwhelmed. They know it won't take long. They're gonna get that result. They want that thing and they're willing to shell out 45, 50 to 100 bucks, right? Mini courses, 47 to 97. Online courses, just good old-fashioned flagship, your, your main online courses. Uh, these are, I, I say flagship, meaning it's like your bread and butter course. Not all your online courses will be your flagship course, but a full-on course, which is typically going to have four-plus hours worth of content, although length isn't what defines a course's worth, but it's somewhat of a benchmark for you and I as course creators. You're going to have multiple modules. You're going to have a complete a to B, A to Z, excuse me, system, step-by-step walkthrough to go from here to here. Uh, these are typically what we think of when we think of an online course, a full-fledged online course. Price range ideally for these are between $97 and $497. That range is amazing. Again, a lot of courses are gonna live in the $97 to $197 range, and you could sell those all day long. Depending on the subject matter, you can easily get to $297, $397 even 497 um, with little effort. Again, just a good sales sequence in your emails uh, and a good sales page with good sales copy. Uh, if you've got all those elements that I teach, all that stuff there, you should be able to sell courses from email to sales page all day long from 97 to 497, depending on what the subject matter is. So that's where most of you are gonna land, I think. Many courses, online courses. Now, what I'm calling premium courses, you can sell courses from anywhere from $497 to $2,000. $1997 is how I would write it. And we'll talk about the sevens in a second. Uh, there are courses that sell for $1,000, $1,500, $2,000, $5,000, all over the place. But there's a couple of caveats to selling courses like this. Number one, and I didn't write this down, but number one, typically, and this doesn't mean you can't do this, typically when you're seeing someone sell a course at the $2,000 price range, they're a big name. You know, they're, they're a big name. They're, they're someone who's got a lot of media attention, who is the cream of the crop in their space. And so that's a price point that they're gonna sell at because they're so well-known, people are gonna to wanna to learn from them. And it's it's almost like the price of admission to learn from them and to get their course. Um, also, typically, typically, not always, these people are in a niche where they're teaching you how to start a business or make money. Stock trading, business, marketing, that kind of stuff, sales, growth, right? So that almost can justify the price a little bit because you can make money off of it. Those two things aside, that doesn't mean you can't sell a hobby course for more than 500 bucks or 1,000 bucks or 1,500 or 2,000. You totally can. 
But a few things to keep in mind. One, you're likely gonna need a webinar to sell this. Very hard, not impossible, but very hard to sell anything over $500 in just an email to a sales page. It just, there's, there's not a lot of connection. A webinar does two things. A good webinar should do two things. It should provide immense value to the person. So they've come on a live training with you. They've got a ton of value. So they know that you're credible. But then there's that live element. They're there to ask questions. They're there learning from you. There's this euphoria of like, I'm on the call with so-and-so. This is awesome. So when the pitch comes at the end of the webinar, you have more buy-in. And so you're you're more likely to say, yeah, I want this because I, I want to work more with this person, get more from this person. Because it's, it's not just I'm looking at someone's stuff through the glass window. Do I want to buy that thing on the shelf? It's you're hanging out with a person and they're pitching you directly in a way. So you're more likely to buy. So I think webinars are a, a must for selling over $500. Also, I, if you're going to charge more than 500 bucks, I would include some coaching element. So this could be live calls. Like if you launch your course every once in a while, then during those four weeks after the launch, you provide two live calls or four live calls or a weekly live call or something. So some live call element or some private community that they get access to where you are in there yourself, like that's what makes it valuable is you. So they have access to you in the live community or there's some form of custom feedback. Um, maybe they get to jump on a call with you. Maybe they get a, a feedback video from you. Uh, maybe they they, re, they get you to review some of their, their materials. I don't know. Um, but you see what I'm saying? More than just the asynchronous videos, they're getting some custom coaching element built into that. People tend to shy away from that because like, well, Graham, I want scalability. I want passive. I don't want to have to do anything. I get that. But at that price point, you traditionally have to have something and you can get smart about how you can offer that custom coaching element that still scales. And also keep in mind, just because you offer it doesn't mean everyone's going to take you up on it. They see the value. They know they have access to that, but they may not take you up on it. So you're not going to be doing it for everybody. It's not that you withhold it. You give it to anybody who purchased it, but not everyone's going to take you up on that. For example, for years, I offered mix critiques where if you took one of my songs, took one of my courses, excuse me, about how to record and mix your song to make it sound professional, one of the perks was if you bought an upper premium tier, I would listen to your song and give you feedback. And you would think I'd be doing mix critiques, song critiques all day long with however many copies I'm selling, but most people forget to take me up on that. Or they don't feel comfortable. They're like afraid of my feedback, but it's like a bonus that I can offer to justify the price. So I never did nearly as many as people bought. So that's my pricing framework, right? Many courses, 47 to 97. Traditional online courses, 97 to 497. And then 497 upwards to 2000 and beyond can work for an ultra premium course, but there's a lot of caveats there. Um, what's up with the sevens? There's a couple of interesting psychological studies they've done over the years. Like why do prices have 99s at the end of them, right? When you see like 199, the iPhone is $699. Why isn't the iPhone 700 bucks? Why is it 699? Because there's just too many psychological studies that show that when we see 699, it seems less than 700. So just take off a dollar and give people that boost to think, oh, this is in the $600 range, not the $700 range. It's just a small little boost. It's an easy little trick. Um, 99s were really, really popular for a long time. Then people tried 97s, and that seemed to perform better than 99 in studies. But then 99s performed better than 97s. I think anything that's either ending in 97 or 99, you're fine. So for example, if I want to sell a $300 course, I will never price it at 300. It will always be 297. It just looks better on the page. 
and it's virtually the same price, right? For me. So that's how I price it. You can do whatever you want. I've seen people do eights. Eights don't seem right to me. I don't know what it is about eights. They don't look good to me. So I'm not going to do an eight. Stick with a seven or a nine. Okay, some important notes and we'll wrap this up. Like I said earlier, you can typically charge more if your students can then take what you've taught them and go make money with it. So I have a friend who teaches stock trading uh, to investors and he has a method that he teaches and they're selling courses that are in the multiple thousands of dollars for their courses. Why? Because their students are going and making tens of thousands of dollars with that material. So I can sell my courses here for the Graham Cochran brand on online business for a lot higher than I do my courses on the Recording Revolution because Recording Revolution, I'm teaching hobbyists how to do a hobby. Now, some of the courses are helping them in their career and some of those people use that hobby information for their career. So it's not that clean cut, but traditionally I'm teaching hobbyists how to improve their hobby. Um, just like teaching fitness helps people you know, look better, feel better. I think that's invaluable, uh, but still there's a, there's a cap on how much you can charge to some degree. But if I'm teaching you how to start a business, I can charge a lot more. Uh, so there's keep that in mind. Uh, the tighter the niche, the more you can charge. So I have a student uh, named Aiko who teaches English pronunciation to Japanese speakers, to native Japanese speakers. So she's an English pronunciation coach to native Japanese speakers. Very niche. And so she'll focus on executives, corporate executives who are native Japanese speakers who need to get better at their English pronunciation as they interact with people in their company worldwide. So those people not only have money, but it's a very specific niche. It's not how to speak English. It's how to pronounce English better. So she can charge a premium, and she does for her coaching and her courses for something that doesn't help them necessarily make money. But inadvertently, these people are paying a premium because it helps them maybe in their career as they have a better English pronunciation, clear communication, people take them more seriously or whatever they find the benefit to be. So if you have a super tight niche and there's not really anyone else in that niche that tight and you're the only one doing it or one of the only ones doing it or it's that specific that people are like, this is exactly what I need, it could be an opportunity to charge more. Also keep in mind, it is easier, always easier to raise your prices than it is to lower them later. So if you have a course that you think you could sell for $297, but you're really not sure, launch it for $97 or launch it for $147. If, it, if everyone's buying it and it's crushing, you can always increase the price. Like you're never, ever stuck. Whatever you set your price, that's never the price it has to stay forever. Keep that in mind. There's something called price elasticity, where we can we can play with the price. We can stretch it like an elastic band to see how far can we stretch this before it snaps, right? So I, I actually would play with your pricing. You know, if you're if you're afraid or insecure, charge a little lower, but then make it a, a plan to raise the price the next time you launch it or raise it just quietly in your funnel in three months or whatever and just see how it converts. Just track that stuff. It's harder to go, go big and then say, oh, no one's buying it. Well, now I got to discount it and, and walk it back. Plus, then you have people that paid a premium the first time and then you're charging less the second time. It's not impossible to pull that off. And sometimes you just don't know. But certainly, it's easier to raise the price later than it is to drop the price later. And final thought, keep in mind, you can use product tiers, different price tiers of the same product to increase revenue without actually having to raise the price. So you can have a public price that's lower, 
but you can technically still sell your course for more because of premium tiers or add-ons to your course. It's a great way to make more from your course while keeping an accessible price to those who can only afford that. It's kind of a win-win, best of both worlds. Uh, I'm going to talk more about that in an upcoming episode, so stay tuned for that. But product tiers are a great tool for your disposal when you think about that. So there you go. That's how I think about charging for your online course. And again, if if you're thinking no one's going to pay me that much for an online course when all this information is out there for free, you got to go check out my episode on, on three reasons why people will pay you for your online course. Um, because there's a lot of deep psychology, mental scripts you need to work through uh, to understand why people will 100% pay you for your course, even though they could get a lot of information for free just Googling or going on YouTube. A good online course does so much more than just give them information. Um, so with that in mind, make a good course, understand the psychology of how much value you are offering in the course, and then decide what price point you're going to go in at knowing that you're probably gonna have a product suite of maybe a range of courses and prices. Maybe you're gonna have a mini course. Maybe you're gonna have two courses and one's more accessible than one's a little more premium. Maybe you're gonna do that through product tiers. Lots of different ways to swing this, but uh, those are some relevant price points for your courses today. And of course, every niche is a little bit different. So again, prices will vary depending on the niche you're in and depending on the value you offer. And at the end of the day, trust your gut. Charge what you think it's worth. Uh, based off of your your experience with your target market. Don't just base it off of what I say. Make sense? So two things. One, let me know in a comment below if you're watching on YouTube, was this helpful? And what was the most eye-opening thing about pricing and charging for your course? Leave me a comment below. That would be awesome. And then two, if you're ready to get started and launch your online course, I want to give you a framework for doing that. Not only knowing that your course is the right course and you're going to be targeting the right people, but literally a launch sequence that you can use to launch your course and then automate that course. I've got it all laid out for you in my Passive Income Workshop where I teach you how to go from nothing to your first $1,000 a month of passive income, even if you only have 30 days, thirty minutes a day to work on it. It's super didactic and actionable. A lot of great content in there that you can take and run with for free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. I'm gonna link to it below if you're watching on YouTube, but if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, just type in grahamcochran.com slash workshop on your favorite browser and enjoy. As always, thanks for listening and hanging out with me today. I hope you're staying healthy and safe and I'll see you on another episode real soon. Thank you.